Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. This is a non-judgmental place to explore spirituality, and we're so glad you're here. This is a viewer and listener supported podcast, so we greatly appreciate your support. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Be sure and like, share, and subscribe to any of the social media content platforms that you're using. And then if you go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com, you can make a one-time donation or with a monthly subscription, you'll gain access to our bonus content. We greatly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Welcome everybody to Spirituality Adventures. We are so excited to have Nicolette Page with us today. I say. Nicolette, thanks for joining us on Spirituality Adventures. Thank you for having me. And I love your outfit. Oh my Thank gosh. Thank you. My, my dress is so from beautiful. Nigeria. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I looked through your Instagram page, you know, before you got here and they're just like, this hat is in a couple of pictures and yes. I, I love this hat. Thank you. It's very cool. My boyfriend got it for me. Nice. Nice. So let's, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure most of our audience won't know you at uh -huh. all, but I have interviewed uh, King Kie, mm -hmm. Darison Pelea, Yes. And a lot of our audience knows Darrison. And then I interviewed uh, Alex Sordiano, mm -hmm. which is a smart Alec. Oh, yeah. He's you've, amazing. You've worked with him some. Yes. We've done Mellow Miles. So some of those names, some some of the folks uh, would would may know, right? Mm -hmm. So let's let's introduce yourself to people. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? I grew up in a little town called Ottawa. Out of Kansas for just a little tiny time. Well, it was more like um, I was in sixth grade whenever we moved to Kansas City. So it was a mixture between Ottawa and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. um, where am I? So that's that's kind of where I'm from. I was actually born in, in Joplin, Missouri, but I come I come from a very sacred place that's not from here. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Not from this world? Not from this world at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we can get into that here in a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, where did you, like, where did you graduate from high school? Um, it's, it was called Piper, Piper High School. In Kansas. Mm -hmm. Piper, Kansas. Yeah, sure. So you're. I did not like it. No? No. <laughs> Why is that? Um, at the time, it wasn't very diverse, mm. but I think it's evolved and now it is, mm -hmm. but it, it wasn't a good experience for me. Did, did you feel like there was discrimination, racism, yes. those kinds of things oh, going yes. down? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How was your family, was your family a harbor, a safe place during, during that time? Uh, yes. My family, they, um... We've gone through a lot of challenges, but their heart was a place for me that I could be safe. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, what What was your What was your faith background with your family? Um, growing, growing up, yeah. yeah, growing up uh, as a child, I was often taken to the Presbyterian Church, um, but quickly in about fifth grade is whenever I started diving into like astrology and numerology and that evolved more into me practicing uh, witchcraft which then evolved into me going more into like bukeria or hoodoo voodoo mm -hmm. um, and I, I really stuck with the more mysticism type spirituality for a very, very long time in private. Mm -hmm. You didn't talk about it. No, no, <laughs> because the, the people around me at the time, they nourished, my parents nourished my gifts the best that they could and my beliefs. But then at the same time, as they were evolving, it was also a bit concerning to them as well, because they were concerned that I might lose my soul or be uh, misdirected, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So I mean, like, if your parents are bringing you up in a in a in a church, mm -hmm. a Presbyterian church. Yes. Um, you know, Presbyterians are known for their 
doctrinal stances, you know, like their, their stances on theology and they have these long, uh, statements of faith and yes. all that kind of stuff. So I can imagine like if you started very young veering into this world of mysticism, yes, then I could see where some parents scary. could be alarmed. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, Oh no, what's going on? Right? Yes. Well also, you know, the Bible, depending on how you interpret it, teaches too that those who are contacted by spirits must be careful because those spirits can most likely be demons that can shape shift and fool you into thinking, for example, that my ancestors are my ancestors whenever they're really demons, you know? And so you have to be very careful psychologically. I know there are some people that dive into the world of mysticism who may not be psychologically strong, and they can lose themselves. Yeah. And then there are some people that don't know how to protect themselves spiritually, mm. or maybe don't even understand the spirit realm and who they are on a deeper level or a deep enough level to walk in a light that is strong. Yeah. For me, I've always been strong. So when I hear my ancestors, I know those are my ancestors. But when I see entities, that are, are um, I guess what some people would call evil, I know who they are too. Mm. In, so there, so you, you feel like that there is a dark side that you could slip into if, you're, yes. if, if there's not a strong psychological uh, foundation, strong, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to be very careful and you have to be very self-aware. You have yeah. to be strong in that. There's duality to everything. Yeah. So even in the spirit realm, you know, there are entities that can help you and then there's entities that can harm you. Mm -hmm. I work with both. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's 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 interesting because like like I grew up Christian and I was a pastor, mm -hmm. you know, in a in a Christian church and you know, it's, it's interesting if you study the history of Christianity. Yes. Um, it's full of people who did the opposite of like what Jesus taught, mm -hmm. you know, like love your neighbor, love mm -hmm. yourself, love God, love your enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about some of the, some of those very enlightened teachings of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But then if you look at the history of Christianity, you know, Christians have killed Christians, Christians have killed Muslims, Christians have killed, you know, they've, it, mm -hmm. it's just been a, a crazy mixture of things. Right. And so you've got some people like a mother Teresa, who've like just done amazing things as Jesus mm -hmm. followers. And then you've got other people who have done things that are just, so I think all, everything has a, a light and a dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's, there's extremes you know? to everything. Yeah. There's duality to it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you start, so it's fascinating to me that at, in the age of like fifth, sixth, seventh grade, yes, you, you literally were totally already into spirituality. Yes. When you were seeking already. Yes, I, I was. Spiritual path. Since I can remember, I've been able to like see and hear and feel spirits. Um, and I, I've always been very, very sensitive to energies, very, very in tune. But it wasn't until about fifth grade that I did start seeking knowledge in books. I could start talking more about maybe the things that I was feeling and seeing. Mm -hmm. So. So you're a reader. What do you mean? Like do you read book? You read. You started reading. Oh studying. yes. <laughs> like I yes. like like I'm a book. Not, like. I, I'm, I'm into bikes and books. I say, you know, like mm -hmm. those are my, those are two of my intense hobbies. Oh, I, nice. I read a lot and I, yeah. and I'm, I'm a bicyclist, like pedal, I pedal, you know? Yes. So, um, so yeah, that's what I mean by a read. So you like to read. I love to read. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. When I have time, yeah. I have four children. Do you? Yes. What are their ages? <laughs> you don't look old enough. <laughs> well, two of them are not my biological children, but I see them as my children anyway. <laughs> I um, I have a 15-year-old. Okay. I have a 13-year-old. I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old. Wow. Yes. 7 to 15. Yes. And the, the two youngest are uh, your biological kids? Yes. Okay. 
boy or girl or both? Elijah or? is 11, boy, and Sedona is a girl. Ooh. Yes. So Sedona is literally, like I, I go mountain biking there regularly. Yeah, One of that, my favorite it is places. such a beautiful place. Have you place. been to Sedona? Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Is that why you, is that? I named her after a raven that okay. I seen whose name was Sedona. Okay. Yes. Sedona cool. Jade. Her middle name is Jade after the sacred stone that you would find in Mexica, which is what most people know as Mexico. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I call it Mexica. That is the indigenous name okay. of Mexico. Mm -hmm. Very cool. I've been there a couple of times. Not, oh, beautiful. Not all that often, but Mexico City. Um, I've been, I've done some touring outside, been to like Teotihuacan and oh, some of nice. the, I don't know if you're familiar with some of those. Yes, anyway, I am. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, yeah. And then you got, so you developed this interest in spirituality. Yes. Very young age, but yes. then you also developed an interest in music. Yes. At a very, and, very young age as well. And so by the way, <laughs> I originally, when I, when I wanted to interview you, it was all about the music. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. But then as I started um get, you know and some people are like when i they spirituality adventures and then they're musicians and then they're not sure well what is what, what's he going to interview me about and i usually interview musicians about their music but as i started learning more about you i realized that gosh your music and your spirituality flow they flow from the same space right yes they do yes so tell us about how music how, how did you get drawn to music and what, how old were you when you first started um, and, and was your family musical? My dad plays the drums and he actually is a good singer. Um, and we were raised in a very diverse home when it comes to music. My dad exposed me to many different types of music, but music was always my therapy. My mother always made sure that I had notebooks to write in. They put me in vocal lessons at a very young age, guitar lessons. I started off actually with piano lessons. Wow. Yes, um, I was in drum lessons. They invested a lot in my music career, but they also seen what music did to me. It made me happy. Mm. It helped me to express myself. It was my therapy. It was how I became free. Mm. Um, so tell me like, what were some of your, you said your dad inter, uh, in, you know, introduced you to all kinds of music. What were some of the one, what are some of the musical influences that you remember at a young age? John Prine. Okay. John Prine is, is a wonderful singer songwriter, folk artist who also is an incredible storyteller. And we grew up on his music, which influenced the way that I wrote songs. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, who else? <laughs> uh, I remember him singing uh, Counting Crows songs. Mm -hmm. Just That was just more of like a fun thing. Right. My dad actually sounds like the lead singer whenever he sings. Really? Yes, he Remind does. Remind me of that, his, the, that lead I, singer's I name. I don't know his I name, actually. Too. I just I, have I memories. I actually have a friend who's in, in, in California who's very good friends with the, the Counting Crows oh, folks nice. and that lead singer, but I, I'm blanking on his name. I can remember my friend's name, but Adam there we go. Adam. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Chris Lazat, Matt is, is pretty, is friends with, with those guys, the Counting Crows. Yeah. Chris Lazat. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, I, I could be wrong about that, but I think that's right. Any rate. Uh, so tell us about, so you started right so like i've listened to like your is your was your first album just self-titled yes. nicolette page mm -hmm. two, came out in 2008 mm -hmm. i've listened through that album yes and it's it's very folk influenced which yes. is right yes so that's so you really were writing in, with that kind of influence yes at a very young age mm -hmm. do you remember when you first started performing musically uh, it was about eight Really? Yeah. Like I, where I, did you perform? Local county fairs in the church. So you started in the church? I did. County fairs. Yes. It's so fascinating how many people, whether it's hip hop or country or, you know, you name it. Mm -hmm. So many people started in churches. Yes. 
for all the good and the bad of churches, like it's like, well, at least they were a, a birthing place for music, right? <laughs> I was so bored <laughs> singing in the church. I can't lie. I was so bored. Because you had to sing a certain... I had to sing a certain, I had to sing like this. Uh-huh. And I did not like it. But it is what I was taught to do, and at that time I had to do what I was told. So uh-huh. I, I sang like this sometimes. Wow. <laughs> and what? Who was your vocal instructor? What were they? Were they teaching a certain style of vocal? Uh, she was a classical, classical mm. teacher, and she did an amazing job, actually, okay. despite the fact that I did not like to sing like this. Mm-hmm. Probably- she was amazing. And she taught me some really great techniques. She really was able to get my voice to project and just sound super angelic. It was actually very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The how to use your voice, how to how to use my like, diaphragm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, cool. So, what did you do after high school? I transformed into a butterfly. <laughs> There's a lot I did. I, so we, I, I listened to one of your songs called Metamorphosis. Okay, so we're going to yeah. talk about what I did with my music after well, high school. It, I was about to it, say, because yeah, there's we can many things. Blend it all together, right? <laughs> <You know. laughs> well, yeah, my yeah, there is a song called Metamorphosis. And that one's not on an album yet, but that's one of my mm. most favorite songs ever. And I wrote it when I was in Atlanta, and I can't go into too much detail about that story because it's very personal. But it was a, it was an experience that, um, you know, so I, I unfortunately experienced a lot of the ugly side of the music industry, you know. And I so did fa- you take off to Atlanta pretty young? <laughs> no, kind of. I mean, I was like twenty, twenty-one or something. And I was only there for a few weeks. Oh, okay. But oh my god. <laughs> <clears throat> Woo-hoo. Whoa. Yeah, it was a, it was kind of a heartbreaking, heart-wrenching situation. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's hard for me to talk about these things because the people involved, um, I don't know how they are now. They may have evolved from who they once were. So I don't like to say names, mm-hmm. but that experience, you know, I, I got taken advantage of a lot. Mm. My soul was not in a good place. I just wanted to do my music and I wanted somebody to believe in me and invest in me. But the price of that, being a young, beautiful woman with a lot of talent, oh, you have to be so careful. Mm. So careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So- and so I came back with that song though, you know, the Metamorphosis song. Mm-hmm. Cause that, that is a, what happened to me for, I was in a stage of metamorphosis for about 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Unpack about, unpack that for a <laughs> bit. Because the, no, I mean, it's a great analogy. It's the butterfly, um, you know, from yeah. the, it's this, uh, yeah, transformation. Yeah, there's. I like to say spirituality adventures is a non-judgmental place to explore spirituality. And I say our purpose is to help ignite spiritual growth and transformation. Yes. Through blogs, podcasts, yeah. you know, events that we do, small groups, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So transform, metamorphosis is transformation. Right? It is, it is. And we go through so many in life, you know, for me, um, like I said, growing up, my family experienced a lot of challenges. I did not realize how those challenges affected me psychologically, mentally, emotionally, um, even spiritually until I got older and became more self-aware. But the way I coped with those things, the way I coped with stuff like my, I had a, a good friend who died by suicide when I was 18 and he took his life while I was there with him, mm. you know? Mm. Coping with stuff like that, coping, wow. coping with having a beautiful baby, my son, Elijah, who was born with a birth defect that almost took his life, mm. you know, uh, being a single mom for a long time, all of these things and still trying to pursue my music career, keep my spirit intact, mm. try to figure out what's happening. <laughs> you know, um, I used my music to cope my spirituality to cope a lot, but then I also did some bad things for my soul. Mm. I used drugs to cope. You know, I made some very, very, very poor choices to get by in life. 
I've done some of that. <laughs> Who has not made some poor, poor, poor choices? <laughs> I've done some of that. Oh, but it taught yeah. me so much. Yeah. It taught I'm, me so I'm, much. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. So. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's, let's dive into a little bit of the, the spirituality okay. that you've, that you've gotten into, um, and, and, and like, give us an, a little bit of like a one Oh one on your spiritual path okay. help, and help us understand it a little bit. Right? Okay. So you go from Presbyterian church <laughs> to witchcraft, <laughs> to Bruheria and voodoo and yeah. Ifan. Yeah. <laughs> and then some people are going, oh my God, you're talking to a witch, you know? Yeah, right? that's what, yeah, that's actually a name that I was given um, at a young age. People would call me a witch and I didn't like it for a long time mm -hmm. because of uh, the unwanted feelings that I got from others who were saying it to me like it was, you're bad. Mm -hmm. Many times people blamed their misfortunes on me because they thought I was a witch. Well, thank you for believing in me anyway. But truly, I am what one, I am a curandera. A curandera is somebody who uses their ability to heal, to help people heal psychologically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, I don't mind people calling me a bruja. Bruja is witch in Espanol. And the first word you used? Curandera. That what, means. Is that Spanish? or si, yes. Okay. That, that means healer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind uh, Bruja though, which okay. it's still fun to me. Right, <laughs> right. Um, but so when people ask me, you know, who are you? You know, I'm a Pan-African indigenous woman. And so I'm very in tune with my indigenous side, my, my indigenous Mexica ancestors, my indigenous African ancestors, my indigenous Irish ancestors. I'm very in tune with them and I use the medicine, the indigenous medicine, like I said, the spiritual and the physical to help people. Yeah, so p explain what to people what Pan-African, Pan because that, that's a whole yes. thought. Yeah, right? um, Pan-African is the belief in the unification and liberation of the black people, the diaspora. Yeah. I ran across this thought um, through uh, my connection with Ethiopia mm -hmm. and um, and the Rastafarians mm -hmm. because that's a part of their their uh, platform of beliefs. Yes, is Pan African. Uh, in fact, when I, w I was I I, th I told you before the interview, I was in Ethiopia back in October, and Bob Marley's son Julian Marley was there. Mm -hmm. And, and I went to a concert there with some friends and, uh, you know, and that was one of the themes was the Pan-African theme that yes. was there. It was so fascinating. Yeah. Like just sitting there as a, it, uh, anyway. Yeah, that's was, beautiful. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool. So yeah, I t they really believe that all African nations, which are so divided, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. need to unite. Yes. And that, and, and that that's and that's a part of the liberation yes of, and healing the wounds mm -hmm. of the past and remembering remembering the truth the yeah. roots the truth of the roots yeah so how is how is um the the voodoo because that that's an indigenous yes. spirituality right yes and um how I'm, I'm curious, and this might be too broad of a question. It's okay. But I'm kind of curious how, like, say, and did voodoo originate in Haiti? Um, or is it more it from evolved. Africa? It evolved in Haiti. Voodoo okay. did. But voodoo comes from Ifa. Ifa comes from Nigeria. Okay. Over in Africa. Okay. Yeah. From, from Nigeria, the Africans were taken to places like Haiti which that evolved into Vodun. Uh, the Americans call it voodoo. Voodoo is more of the westernized version of Vodun, which is actually from Haiti. Okay. Yeah. There's many variations. It all yeah, evolved. It's so different, right? And <laughs> yeah. so like, so I think some of our audience would be more in tune with like indigenous 
Native American spirituality. Yeah, they usually like to, and, the Western culture embraces more of the, what they would, they like to use the Native American term. I like to say indigenous or aborigine mm-hmm. um, because they were not Americans. This was actually Turtle Island before it became America, you know? Um, but it seems to be a safer place for people because unfortunately, Vodun and Voodoo, Hudu, Ifa, got a very negative, um, uh, um, the Western culture bastardized it mm-hmm. and made it look like it was evil mm-hmm. and it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some people like in America would, would be more in tune with the indigenous mm-hmm. people here in Turtle Island <laughs> than, yes. than, Ashay. than they would be with the indigenous um, religions that came from Nigeria or from yeah. Africa and then migrated, you know, to Because they think a lot of the time it's scary. Mm-hmm. They are so scared. Yeah. It's more, and you know, and that comes from uh, just lack of, of knowing and that's why people really have to dive deep on their own into the truth of the roots and be mindful of of the different truths that they learn because there's many different truths out there there is a truth out there that will tell you that voodoo is evil but then there's also the truth out there that will tell you that um, voodoo is indigenous and it's it's for the uh, liberation and, and purification of the people the unification it comes from a place of love, our morals and values. We, we are very um, big on family, on having high morals and values, treating people the way we want to be treated, tuning into Mother Earth and using her herbs for medicine and knowing how to honor that, knowing how to honor all people for who they are, not what they look like. Mm-hmm. But that's not talked about. It's usually in the movies in Hollywood, voodoo is scary. We're casting evil spells on people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, Mm -hmm. this is not true. Although some people do use that type of mysticism to try to harm others. That's not what we're about. We're about tuning into ourselves and walking in the balance of love and helping others to do the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like, it's like, What's the native, uh, what's the indigenous name from Nigeria? Ifa. Ifa. And then how would that be different from Rastafarian and how would that be different from indigenous uh, religions here from Turtle Island? (laughs) Yes. Ifa is very similar to voodoo, but in Ifa we worship the Orishas which are like gods and goddesses. It's like, we, we believe, I'm initiated into Ifa. So um, a lot of people think I'm, I'm initiated into voodoo. I practiced voodoo for a long time and then I dove deep into where does voodoo come from? And that's where Ifa comes mm-hmm. in. So um, we believe, now I'm initiated into Ifa, but I still have my own spirituality. Mm-hmm. I just want to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ifa, they believe in Olodumare, which is like, the one God, right? And then God has all of these helpers who are the Orisha, like Yemoja, who is who is the mother that um, rules the oceans, you know, and she's so powerful. She she has that motherly caring energy. And then we have like Oshun, who is who is a uh, Orisha um, who is full of sensuality and, and she helps to bring money and luck and beauty to people. There's many Orishas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How that differs from Rastafari, Rastafari, um, they they believe in the Bible. The Ifa and Ifa, we don't follow the Bible. We follow the Odun system. The Odun system is a very advanced, the most advanced divination system that I've ever seen in my entire life. We use these cowrie shells, um, this thing called uh, the opele, to cast and find out things about like your life path, your destiny, um, your ancestors. Um, and Rastafari, like I said, they follow the Bible. They're 
truth of the Bible, which I love because uh, Bob Marley would say that, you know, there's so many people that misinterpret the Bible that say you have to die to go to heaven. But that's not true. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says heaven is here, right here. Heaven is here. Mm-hmm. It's a state of mind. You find it while you're alive because life is the best gift that we can ever have. And that's one thing I love about Rastafari. Mm. I love that. Yeah. You find heaven here. It's interesting. It, like Jesus even said, pray your kingdom come, your will be done mm-hmm. on earth as it is in heaven. I always said, pray heaven on earth or then like in your connections, it's right here. Uh, like the kingdom's in you, right? Yeah. Heaven's in you, yeah. that kind of an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in, in Ifa, the other thing too that I really love, uh, we say Ashe. Ashe um, is several things. Ashe. Blessing. Uh, it's kind of, no. yeah, Ashe is, is like, um, it actually means uh, as it is spoken, so shall it be. Okay. But then it also represents the energy, the life force energy within us. Everybody has Ashe. And uh-huh. the stronger your Ashe is, the better your life will be. Well, how you make your Ashe strong is by having integrity, by walking in the balance of love, by doing right by your brothers and sisters. Is Ashe, a, what kind of word is, is that a Nigerian? Yoruba. That's the language it's yeah. from? Okay. There, in Hebrew, the, mm-hmm. the word for blessing mm-hmm. is asher, which oh, I, when you said that, I, yeah. that's what clicked in my brain. That's the word for blessing in Hebrew mm-hmm. is asher. Um, like, so in like when Jesus said the Beatitudes, blessed are those, blessed are those, um, the Hebrew word for blessing in that context would have been asher. Anyway, it's just, that's, that's, isn't kind of interesting. Yes. The connections. Some yes. words. So like in Ethiopia, the national language is Amharic which is a Semitic language, which is the same family of languages that Hebrew and Arabic are in. Interesting. Now there's 80 tribal languages in Ethiopia, right? Do you you know about Ge'ez? I don't, I don't, I don't know the tribal languages. Okay. I've gone over there and spoke where where I get translated from English to Amharic to a tribal language, but I don't, I know Amharic a little bit, but not much. I'm working on a song right now that is in Ge'ez, which comes from Ethiopia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with that, that term, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to Ethiopia? Not yet. Oh man. I know. I to, know. Uh, when I was there, um, they have, there's a very cool, so one of, one of the founders of Ethio Jazz mm-hmm. is still alive. Oh, wonderful. And he's been super influential. And there's there's a whole young crowd of Ethiopians now that are doing like sort of young Ethio jazz. And they're, oh, nice. they're, they're blending the traditional tribal music with this Ethio jazz. I, I've got some videos on my phone of because I go to these uh, like these little African huts. And then it's this whole cool. It almost feels like Greenwich Village in Ethiopia like playing Ethiopia. Anyway, so much. I was hang, I was doing so much music while I was over there. Oh, that's beautiful. What, what so a fun. gift. What a gift. Yeah. So, uh, very cool. Um, well, so I, one of the things that you mentioned and that I found fascinating about your story was, um, so like I've been in a mindful meditation group for over a year mm-hmm. and there's a, you know, there's a ton of science behind yes. how important meditation and one of the keys to meditation is self-awareness. Yes. And you talk about that a little bit because you, you, you're you yes. really big on that idea oh, yes. of self-awareness. And I, I, one of your statements on your uh, soul awakenings is uh, the magic is, how do you say it? The magic the is- The most with, powerful magic one can tap into is their own. Is their own. Yes. I, yeah, and that has to connect to self-awareness some yes. way, right? Talk about yes. that a bit. So I just opened up a school. It's called the Soul Child Awakening School of Spiritual Science. The first class is all about self-awareness because we have to be self-aware in order to understand just how truly powerful we are. But there's levels to it. You see, there's this thing called enlightenment that people talk about. And, and I guess there could be different um, versions of enlightenment or understandings of enlightenment. Cause there's a 
understanding that when you reach enlightenment, it's kind of like this, ah, <laughs> and it's almost like you maybe not know it all, but come to a place of contentment of knowing that we don't really know much. That's really cool, actually. But um, I see it as uh, enlightenment is the many walks of self-awareness, knowing who you are physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, and uh, understanding the evolution of oneself, understanding how we have come to be who we are today, understanding that there are things that we can benefit from if we just let them go. And when I say that, I mean like conditionings that a lot of people have experienced over time, conditionings that have been passed down through family members, for example, that we learn in our home. There are a lot of things that um, in today's world, we are so divided because of those conditionings and our lack of awareness of them. And so we have to become aware, self-aware of what are those things? Mm -hmm. You know, what do we let go so we can make room for something better to come mm -hmm. so that we can evolve, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, and tr you know, trauma can, can shut us down, yes. shut us off from ourselves, um, you know, so, that yeah, you know, that's one of the things I've really learned from meditation is how to revisit those places in me yes. that are hurt or wounded or, yes. or or have been shaped by trauma. Yes. Wounding, you know, those kind of things and then to you know, to find those let those things speak to me. Mm -hmm. But then and then take them into you know, see them transform, take them into new places. Mm -hmm. Um and let that become like you like let that become a part of my transformation my evolving yes. uh, and my spiritual journey kind of a thing that's I, beautiful that's been a part of what i've had to go through it's not easy no you know? it's not it's been it's been dark at times yeah yeah so it's funny because um i do know what you mean when you say the word dark but that's also words is a part of my teaching of self-awareness and understanding um, the vibrations behind our words, the meanings behind our words. The transformation I've been through, I would not consider it to be dark, even though I had to go into a dark space, but the dark space was actually very beautiful. The darkness is where we come from, you know? The darkness is where we find ourselves. I've had to find, I, I actually understand eyes. what you're saying though. You know, <laughs> I, um, I came across some books that really challenged me to, to go there Yeah. and to find like the, like, and if, you know, if I put in my language previously, that, that God meets us in those places. Yes. You know, however you want mm -hmm. to put language around that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I encourage people to explore more words. So when somebody tells me like, I want the darkness off of me. Well, what do you mean darkness? Because not all that is dark is bad and not all that is light is good. Truthful, truthfully, too much darkness can blind you, too much light can blind you too. So what is it that you want off of you? You know, is it feelings of uh, sorrow? Is it sadness? Because it's important to be able to identify exactly what that is, self-awareness. And then we have to also understand how those words have been used like in Western culture to shape shift the way we see things. See what's happened over time is that we associate dark with bad and light with good. And then what happens to our black brothers and sisters? our brown brothers and sisters, they're suddenly seen as not so good. So we have to be very mindful, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, like I said, I do understand what you mean when you say like it was dark, mm -hmm. but I encourage you, you know, to find words mm -hmm. that are other than a shade yeah. to explain. It helps you to understand more mm -hmm. yourself. What is it? What was that? You know, I like to say uh, challenging. <laughs> That's about as good as I've gotten so far. It was challenging. Those transformations was painful. <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I love teaching self-awareness. I love, through self-awareness, teaching people how to heal their traumas, how to go back in time uh, to like their child self mm -hmm. and invoke that spirit mm -hmm. and heal themselves. Mm -hmm. I also love teaching people about their energy and how it can be as big as you want it to be or as small as you want it to be, mm -hmm. how you can harness it in a certain way and then direct it. That's part of the spell work I do. I know how to harness energy and direct it to do what I want it to do, mm -hmm. you know? So, you know, like in Reiki, mm -hmm. you know, you have the chakras, yes. the energy centers, and mm -hmm. um, and is is the way you talk about energy, is it similar to that or is it different? Some way, some way. Um, I just, there are different energy points in our body, yes. What I, I do talk about the chakras, you mm -hmm. know, and how we can utilize those to live our life in the best way that we can in many aspects. But I like to go further because we're so infinite. You know, we're constantly living in the spirit realm and in the physical realm and people don't even recognize it, you know? And I like to break down what that means. Mm -hmm. I love to break down, like I said, how you can actually expand your energy, how you can be aware of when you're doing that. For example, you I'm sure you've experienced it where there are times you think of somebody and then all of a sudden they reach out to you and you're like, oh, that's crazy. I was just thinking about you, right? right. Well, spiritually, while you were thinking about them, whether you were aware of it or not, you actually have just spiritually touched them mm -hmm. and they were receptive to it in some way, mm -hmm. but you expanded your energy all the way over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would have called that like uh, some kind of a divine, you know, connection or, you know, like I would have, I would have thought those things happen, maybe use different language around it. Right. But it's, I think it's a deal. Right. Yeah. And it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, we could talk forever about this stuff. Yes. Uh, we let's, let's do two things here because we're, our time is, is, okay. is, is going. Um, I want to talk about your music some. Okay. And then you, I've bought just a couple of products from you. <laughs> yes. So I want to, I want you to let people know where your websites are. Okay. Where your music's at. And then I want to, I actually want to kind of close talking about some of your music and then have you do, do some songs for us. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. So if we can kind of yes. go those two directions real quick. Mm -hmm. I bought, I purchased a couple of items from you. Mm -hmm. What did I purchase? Well, <laughs> let me open my medicine bag. Yes, just, yes, yes. Just so you know, this, this medicine bag comes from Mexica. Do you remember what Mexica is? Mexico. Yes, good okay. job. This is the Mexica calendar that people often know of as the Aztec, Aztec calendar. Yeah. Yes, this is so wonderful. <laughs> did you buy that there? You got that? Or Maybe. Somebody? Maybe it was a gift from a very special person. It looks like it's had a some very history to person. it, right? It does have lots of history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so this is pure medicine. This is my Beelicious KCB Well Honey. Um, this is raw local honey mm -hmm. that is infused with organic echinacea, elderberry, and lemon. That's really good for boosting your immune system. It's very, very high in antioxidants. It's one of my favorite ones. Also helps with like allergies. Oh they, yes. They say that local honeys, right? Yeah. It, and there's it some. Definitely, if you eat it regularly, will um, cure your seasonal allergies. I used to have seasonal allergies, and that's what got me into honey. Is somebody told me about local honey, I started taking it regularly, and voila, I have no more allergies. Do you actually have a beehives and stuff that you? Yes. Serious? Yes. Where are they at? Like you don't have to see exact, no, exact location. It's secret. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's um, it's at the Kansas City Urban Farm Co-op. Oh yeah. The largest black-owned orchard in the Midwest. Yay. Yes, right behind uh, the Swope Dog Park. I've heard of this. I've oh, not been yes. there though. Can you? You can actually go and visit, can't you? Yeah, we have lots and lots of fruit trees, and we're expanding this year. Very sweet. Yeah, my boyfriend owns it, Darian Davis. This. I need to get down there, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Very cool. All right. Excellent. What else did I get? Okay, so All right. this is for I got some you. honey. Very special. Yes. It has my magic in it. Can I touch too. it now? Oh, oh. you can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else did you get? Let's see. What's in the bag? Delicious KC. 
Yeah. Raw and local. God, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, people mm. can um, order many different honey infusions. We have many different kinds. Beliciouskc.com. I was really wanting the candles too, but you're out of candles. You're, you're making some Fresh out of candles. Okay. I know those are good candles too. Mm -hmm. This is my home blessing oil. Okay. And so you can take this, when I do home blessings for people, mm -hmm. I'll take this and I'll rub their doors. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll take it and um, like in a counterclockwise motion. I'm very particular with what I do. Don't worry, you don't have to remember all of this, okay? Yeah, I've, you know, I've done home <laughs> home blessings like with, with olive oil, you know, like anointing, oh, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. I have my own way of doing it, but you mm -hmm. know, it's you use it for a home blessing mm -hmm. thing. You put on your doors, you mm -hmm. can anoint candles with it, yep. you know? Yeah. So this is for you. All right. <laughs> and then you got the spiritual floor wash which removes any unwanted spiritual debris in your home you could use it as a floor wash or you can use it actually as an all-purpose cleaner i have it in my little hand thingies to wash my hands what are those mm -hmm. things called what are those things called you mean like can wipes you talk no, no the, the little you Oh, yeah. What is yeah, that yeah. thing called that you put soap in? A hand washing dispenser. Right. Yes, that's yeah, what it that is. Yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> I've got some of those around. <laughs> yeah, I like to wash my hands, but you dilute it with water. It'll tell you on the back. Okay. Yeah, and it smells so good. All right. Yeah, it's made. All of these things yes. are made with love. This is this is better than the, the coronavirus washes that are out there. Oh, yes, right? because it doesn't only <laughs> disinfect physically, but it cleanses spiritually. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Mm hmm It comes from a place Get of love. Get the bad energies out. The, the unwanted energies. The unwanted. Yeah, the go. unwanted energies, yeah. Yeah. I don't like to use the word bad and good. I feel like it's a little bit too broad. So I say unwanted. Sure. Yeah. But the most important thing to remember mm -hmm. is that these things are all made with love. A very special love. From you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what fuels my fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I went through my, my, uh, my unraveling. <laughs> Ooh, good word. <laughs> uh, I felt so much shame. Oh, and I dang. really uh, hated myself Ooh, and I felt humiliated. Good. Right. And, yeah. and I literally felt like I was drowning in that shame. Mm. Um, and what I found was, was that um, I started hanging out with people that that heard what I went through, what I did, but loved me anyway. Yes. They loved me anyway. You're human. Right? Yeah. They just kept loving me. Yeah. Wow. And then seeing that love, some, sometimes when we don't feel it or believe it ourselves, when other people keep loving us yes. through those times, mm -hmm. We, we, all of a sudden we open up to it again. We begin yeah. to forgive ourselves, love ourselves. We begin to, well, maybe, maybe the universe does love me. Maybe, maybe God loves me, you know? Yeah. But so, I think it's so valuable that when people are in some of their difficult times, that there's, there's some people around them that just keep loving them yes. through it. So this is a cool way to yeah. love people through all kinds of situations. I love all people. That's, that's, that's one of the gifts I was given is my ability to love unconditionally and deeply. I have a huge love for humanity. That's great. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> Me too. Comes through in your music too, I think. <laughs> yes, it Right? Does. So let's talk about music. Yeah, it'll come through um, my, the album I'm working on now even more. It's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be a reggae album. Yeah, so you start, uh, that's what I know, like in 2008, you came out with a self-titled album, Nicolette Page, mm -hmm. and it was a folk style album, yes. beautiful. Thank you. 2012, mm -hmm. your album, The Other Side, oh, you yeah. were moving from, from folk into a little bit more reggae, right? Yes. Yeah, so that had a reggae feel. Some of the stuff that you've come out with just recently, like with Smart Alec. Yes. Um, is, is rap hip hop yeah, type stuff. Yes. So you've, you, you have all these different, uh, types of, um, oh music. My, yes. You can go from folk to, to rap. Like you can, yes, flow. I can you actually, can flow. I can. Come on now. Yes, I can flow. <laughs> so, that's yeah. Fun. 
it is fun. It's all the different parts of me, you know? And, and that's one thing I love about it is I'm super eclectic. You cannot put me in a box. Mm-hmm. I will pop out of yeah, the box. Yeah, so how do people find your music? How do people find um, what you're doing with- uh, Soul Child Awakenings. Yeah. Soulchildawakenings.com okay. is where they will find everything there. Um, if you just Google Nicolette page, one L two T's page with an I, then you'll find my music on iTunes, Google play. Well, I guess they don't have Google play no more, but YouTube, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all of that. It's okay. very easy to find me. Okay. <laughs> and what's your, what's the long name that you have? That's... Oh, yes. You seen this, didn't you? Yes. That is my spiritual name that was given to me L- in Ifa. Larada. La I'll say it for you and yeah, then you please. say it next, yeah, okay? because I'll mess it up. <laughs> Lorada Didan Imoleina Aye Balewa. That means she whose healing shines light on the world. Okay. I was given that name um, when I became initiated into Ifa. Yeah. And, and is, what language is that? Yoruba. Okay. And I, I definitely need to shout out my Baba, my Baba Lawo, um, Baba Shango. Hey, what's up? Mojuba, 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 ifa, orisha, mojuba, ile shango, ina. Be sure and share this with him. Yeah, modupe. Him or her? Him, him, okay. him yeah. Very cool. So, um, so, your, so your music, your website, um, how about any live stuff that you're doing? And I know like you and Dom Chronicles have been doing some- Guided meditations, yeah, and yes. And you call that grand- Grand rising. Grand rising. Yes, okay. many thanks to Dom Chron for inter- starting that. He's, yeah, I'm gonna he's be such a beautiful Dom soul. Here in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that caught my attention was mm-hmm. the meditation stuff that you guys were doing. Yeah. And then I, I, I have been performing this, I perform with this guy, he's so ugly and stupid, but I guess everybody loves him. They call him Pretty Ricky, I don't know, he's so stupid. No, <laughs> he's over there. There he is. He is my favorite guitarist in Kansas City. He's going to come join us here in just a second. Uh, Pretty Ricky is amazing. He's an OG in Kansas City, and we've been doing some really amazing live shows, and I've been performing a little bit with his band, New Common Ground, who are some amazing reggae musicians here in Kansas City. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we have some shows coming up. That'll be announced later. <laughs> okay, how, how will we stay in touch with that? You have to figure it out yourself. No, your I'm kidding. Inst- your Instagram is n- n- Nicolette, Nicolette Page. Page yeah. M- music, music, yeah, yeah, I announced. So you'll probably post it there. Yeah, okay. social media, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, so let's have you do a few songs for us. Okay. As we close this podcast yes. This is great. And uh, let's introduce your uh, your friend here. Yeah, the OG in Kansas City. What? Come on now, pretty record. All right. Come on now, pretty record. (laughs) All right. This is the man. This is the man, boy. He's been playing in Kansas City. Anybody. It's truly an honor to play with Pretty Ricky because he is one of the most professional guitarists and talented guitarists, and he's just amazing as a person. Ain't that right, Pretty Ricky? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's we've been performing together since I was a teenager. Very cool. And I'm still somebody that he performs with, despite the things I put him through. <laughs> awesome. Hello, everybody. My name is Nicolette Page. I'm a singer-songwriter from a whole nother world. <laughs> and this is my amazing guitarist. Pretty Ricky Cole. <laughs> and this uh, this first song is an original song called Vanishing Cars. It's about my one of my first psychedelic experiences. It's on my second album. My second album is called The Other Side, which you can find available on all digital platforms. Yeah, it's one of my favorite songs.
Well, thank you, Nicolette, for your music. I love your music. Thanks for joining us at Spirituality Adventures. And by the way, for those of you who uh, are a part of our bonus content, we encourage you to do that. Sign up for our bonus content by being a monthly supporter. Uh, we have some of her music as well on the bonus content. So thanks for tuning in to Spirituality Adventures, and we'll see you next time. This concludes today's episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Remember, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember to like, share, or subscribe to the social media platform that you're using. And then 
go to our website, spiritualityadventures.com and make a one-time donation, or you can subscribe monthly and receive our special bonus content. Thanks so much.